Welcome to Thrones and Scone. We need to make it a musical. It's your weekday morning podcast. We talk Game of Shop. Game of- <laughs> Where we talk Game of Thrones Shop over breakfast. Tony Hans and Jeremy in with you on this Thursday, hitting season one, episode four. And uh, you're going to make me say all of this. Maple pecan from uh, from our scone today. What's up, boys? Welcome. We did, and I just I just thought of this this morning as we're getting ready to record. Um, we just rang in the new year silently. So happy 2019. Happy 2019. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to watch Trump, you know, bury our country into the ground. This is what we're turning the podcast into. Welcome. We gave you three episodes of Game of Thrones, and now it's all Trump all the time. Hashtag. Today is, of course, cripples, bastards, broken things. Uh, an interesting little mid-series episode. I think we're going to have a, a lot of uh, a lot of good, maybe a little bad to talk on today. But first impressions. What are your thoughts? I feel like it's a good uh, story. You're you're getting to know the characters a little bit more. We don't get a, a lot of, I would say, of new development, um, other than just kind of like traveling. Um, yeah. I, I think the wall starts to become a little more relevant now in the story. Overall, it wasn't a bad episode. Um, not enough killing, um, but uh, <laughs> we'll get there soon. Um, I was- mean, as you're saying, not, not a ton of new development. Not a ton of nude development either. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the one. Just the one. Good. Just, 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 just the one. And uh, of course, we'll get to it in, in due time. Um, Hans, you got any first impressions about cripples, bastards, and broken things? Uh, it was fine. Kind of a just a bridge episode for me. I didn't feel like a ton happened, but it wasn't if, like I said. It wasn't a bad episode. All right, you guys got to you got to pick one here. Are you a cripple? Are you a bastard? Or are you a broken thing? Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm a broken, broken thing, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be a bastard. <laughs> well, that leads us can... the cripple, which just leads us to all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> so this is the um, this is an episode I think, as far as the big plot points and the real emotional turns, uh, that's focused on Tyrion. In that we open and we end with him yep. in really different ways. We start with him headed to Winterfell on his way back down south, and that doesn't. Uh, it doesn't go necessarily as he expects. He's maybe starting to suspect a couple things, but he has that nice moment with uh, with Bran that I think really just cements him in our hearts as that like relatable character we were talking about earlier in the week. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier um, of just like how does he come up with uh, the the style itself? Is like does he like sit in his workshop and develop it himself? Like he's like this genius troll or is uh <laughs> or is i mean i mean he says he has a, you know obviously a heart for those things that are all broken yeah. and crippled um it looks cool i mean i think it kind of you know brand now has woken he's just kind of gone through that dream where he sees kind of his future um in that seeing the raven and uh, the third eye which you know foretells a lot and then he comes downstairs and is really appreciable those things because he's still going through a lot with the with being a little bitch whining about not having legs or not being able to use them so it's yeah it's so yeah what a little bitch what a little bitch (laughs) i mean you fought you fought you fell like what 35 feet suck it up yeah crippled for life hashtag right horses we've all been there no, I, and I think, not, I, and I swore to Christ I wasn't going to be this guy when we decided to do this podcast, but in the book, it does say, I think, that the saddle is developed from Tyrion's saddle because he he's obviously, he needs a specialized one to be able to ride as well. Yep. Ah, so that's interesting. Cute off of I that. actually like, I like the book tidbits from a person who has not read the books. It's enjoyable. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he just put he just pushed his glasses back up on <laughs> back to the bridge. Yeah. One thing I do think is a little odd about this episode is we're starting to see this side of Ned Stark that Ned Stark is uncomfortable with. This <laughs> confrontational thing where he's uh, I think this is the episode again it's kind of hard to keep him steady with our crappy notes. I think this is the one where he has that weird conversation with Cersei where they're trading threats vaguely, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think, I well, I mean, sh- so I think, is this the one where the, the comment on, like, what is your role or coming here? Where do you see, like, what are you doing here? And he's, exactly. he's, he's acting, he's like, well, I mean, he's the hand. So he's like, I'm just helping my king. And uh, she doesn't believe him. He doesn't believe her. And I think there was the subtle threat where, you know. Well, like, she has, she, she's, she's like, you, you were just a soldier trained to lead. And he's like, I was also trained to kill my enemies. And she says, you know. Oh, so so it was that. Which was yeah. kind of hot for her. Let's and just be. Honest. It was kind of hot. If Jamie was right there, he'd been like, "We need to, we need to, we need to walk in this hallway right now." <laughs> we'll spank that ass right there. Yeah. But it's such. It's so. I mean, you get that he's kind of there and he's putting on this big thing, playing it to keep Robert safe. But he is starting to know that something is going on. He's looking into whatever John Aaron was looking into, and doesn't he realize that? It's a little hinky. Like, I get that he'd stick around for Robert, but wouldn't he find a reason to send his family away at this point? You would think. Definitely. Because, I mean, it's pretty at obvious. I mean, it's pretty obvious that he's on to something going on here. Especially when he's... Because uh, this is the episode where he goes and gets the book. Or is that the next one? I think one? so. Okay, I think I it's think this so. one. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's already looking around. He finds Gendry, right? Again, I can't recall. I'm pretty but sure. But the word bastards in the title, I'm going to go ahead and assume yeah, that this is the yeah. entry episode. Yep, yep. So, uh, so yeah, he, I mean, he's on to something. And we even are introduced in this episode that he knows that Gendry is Robert's bastard. He says yeah. it. So, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, you would think he would get people out of there. And he basically, once he knows that, you would think, I don't know if he explicitly says anything about it yet, because they kind of drag this on a bit, but... He basically, you would think he would know that, what's, Gendry. no, uh, Aaron's first name, right? Well, John. John Aaron's guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I could remember. You would think he would know John Aaron was murdered at this point. Like, I know he was suspecting it, but you, my point is that he would get his family the hell out of there. <laughs> I think so. And you're like, and you get the, that Sansa stuck, but like, he would do what he could. Like, Arya would be gone or something. Yeah. Um, I yeah I don't really understand. Don't know why Arya is there in the first place either. Yeah, I I mean I think she's training still, right? I mean isn't it's not what she's that. doing the entire time in this episode, right? I think she, yeah, but she I mean like in King's Landing, oh. what was what was the benefit of bringing Arya? Like you didn't bring any of the other kids. I get that Rob had to stay and Bran was crippled, but mm-hmm. like Rickon didn't come, um, and maybe he's too young or something like that. But it, it kind of seems like they just brought Arya because they brought Sansa, but it's not like they had a great relationship or anything. Right, right. No. <clears throat> Maybe Ned's trying to uh, pawn her off on a dude. Get her get her married. <laughs> Maybe. You got to get, get him You got to get him young. Don't, don't wanna, he doesn't want to put up with her shit anymore. <laughs> uh, we also get introduced to uh, Samuel Tarly in this episode, Out in the Wall. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's what you expect, right? He's a, he's a little porkly man who almost immediately tries to ruin all of his credibility as a human being slash man and says, hey, I'm a I'm a coward, which I give him credit. Hey, you know, own up to that, right? And they're like, uh, we don't we don't talk about that here. You got to love the fact, too, that <laughs> I, and I get it. I, it's a different world. It's like the farthest end of this world where you really kind of be got to be on top of your shit. But like when he says he's a coward and they back up like he has AIDS. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
but we don't know what coward people are stands gonna think for. we're cowards now too jesus yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing there i do think that sam's introduction is a little forced like i understand his character is supposed to be bumbly and everything it seems a bit over the top yeah, yeah it's it the is. same thing especially when they're on the wall together you know like where he's i mean he's a good 200 pounds more than john and He's like, oh, you know, come over by the fire. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm like, you probably are good. I mean, you, you look comfortable compared to John, who's like freezing his balls off. But, you know, it's a story. It, it definitely sells him and kind of gives you the backstory when he's talking about his father disowning him, essentially. I mean, like, the guy threatens his life. He's like, look, if you don't go here, essentially to die, I'm going to kill you until, uh, until your mom was an accident. So, Hans, I want to I wanna start over on your side today. The best, the worst, what you got? Ah, I think this is a tough one for me. I just feel like a ton just didn't really happen to have pinnacle moments here. I would say the best moment for me, mm, I like when Daenerys stands up to Viserys. It's a good one. It sets up her character pretty nicely. It continues to put Viserys in his place. Yeah, pretty much anything that, when anything bad happens to Viserys, I'm on board pretty much at (laughs) at this point in the episode. Yeah, we got a couple more episodes of satisfaction left there. I yeah, guess. yeah. Uh, my least favorite part, I think my least favorite part in this one is just, I'm not a big Samwell Tarly fan. Mm-hmm. He's fine, and I think his character, I mean, his character arc is obviously a long one. And, uh, well, I guess, obviously, Spoiler. if you've seen the or show. Or is it? <laughs> but, uh, but I just, for the most part, I've never, I've not been the biggest fan of him. And I, like I said, I think my least favorite part was just how hard they pushed it on you in this episode right with just like the over the top bumbliness like you were saying i think that's i think i gotta go with that just because uh it's a little much and in an episode that really kind of slowed things down in a sense the fact that that happened so quickly i think is like it makes it extra prominent and out of the ordinary yeah yeah and not to mean i don't like those scenes because i like i like the fact that john uh takes it on himself to stand up for him Despite all that, but uh, and I like all, all, all how all that plays out, but but yeah, not uh, kind of a turd for me. <laughs> all right, Jeremy. Um, yeah, so probably my favorite part was the look on Jamie's face while King Robert is boning, you know, five women, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he he makes me watch this. I'm like, I'm sure he does. I would do the same. Um, yeah, so I just found immense satisfaction with that. Uh, I would say a uh, runners-up definitely was when this heiress takes it across the face and just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just the look of like, wait, wait, I'm I'm your bitch, and she's like, <laughs> you're my bitch, you're gonna be my handless bitch if you touch me again, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't yeah, disagree with, with some of the worst uh, things that Hans was talking about. Part of this is, and this is also in the books, but like, they make the Stark family like the the best private investigators in the world. Right, like Ned, yeah. Ned discovers what John was doing in like seconds. Right, Compa- really quickly. Yeah. yeah, and then like his wife, you know, finds a hair and already knows that yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. this there's this hanky panky thing going on. So, um, yeah, I think that's just a little tiring for me. But um, other hanky than that, hanky. Hey, <laughs> what hashtag is, twins what, fest. What, what, okay. what does yeah, hanky panky mean? Well, that's what the twins do. They're together in this moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, have we have we actually so the hair that she found has that has that come back from the analy- DNA analyzer yet? Have you we know, gotten I those results. That, yeah. No, it's got to go by Raven. You know, right? So oh, takes, okay, okay. It's in the <laughs> other town, so there's just okay. yeah, takes yeah, a little yeah. bit. The horse rider, right? The horse rider takes it to the. Yeah, it's a long thing. Um, yeah, so that would say that's pretty much it. Um, 
don't know, Tony, what did you think? It's such a, and I touched on it last episode, I know, but it, it continues to be my least favorite thing right now. And I know they just set it up that he's sowing discourse and everything. He wants to watch the world burn. But what does Little Finger want? Hmm. What is he getting out of anything? This whole yeah. weird conversation he has with Sansa Stark at this tournament. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I totally. forgot. That, that was an act. That's a hilarious moment. What's it for? She's over there pining away at you know the douchebag, and he's like, "Oh yeah, don't don't tell anyone you know about about the hound because you know he'll murder you." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> peace out, have a good day." <laughs> it's just to set up, like, is it just to set him up as you know the one person in her immediate area that she can trust, but doesn't really do a good job of that? I don't know. Yeah, that's so funny. He he tells her this story about Gregor, and then says, "But if anyone finds out you know this, you're dead." <laughs> 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 then why tell her? Like, she didn't like, care. Sits down. He's like, okay, this is good. Let's watch someone uh, poke each over sticks now. Yeah, I remember back in w- watching the show the first time, thinking that Littlefinger and Varys were really kind of playing the same thing. But now knowing what we know and just just seeing how things are panning out, yeah. Varys is kind of Team Danny from the start. Like he's even talking to yeah. um, Illyrio in the Dungeons in the episode prior, which I never realized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then. Littlefinger just, he just seems to be there to confuse people, I guess. Yeah. But my favorite part about this episode is from one of my least favorite characters, Catelyn Stark, coming to this thing, which I think is a reasonable conclusion that she came to, despite how she got there with the the Batman detective agency thing. Sure. But where she's at right now, I think what she did in that tavern, seizing Tyrion, is a logical conclusion, but it's also when you can set the stopwatch and go, Here's where things fucked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, I, I don't know Tyrion. You know, he you know he kind of uh, reveals her to the world there, and you know has this like smug look on his face when he's doing it. So I kind of like I found it enjoyable that he gets called out, and but uh, he still um, he still makes logical arguments. And I think as we're going to the next episode, which is kind of ties up a few of these things so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to him yeah and i think that's a that's a despite how we know it all plays out uh that was a very cool moment right when mm-hmm. she okay. like gets everyone on her side and everything it was it was pretty sweet yeah the, mean, the it, lords to arm thing is bad if you if yeah if you and if you think about it it would she's you know she's from the north a lot of these people don't know her personally right and how much it would take to stand up to a lannister Despite it being Tyrion, obviously, but still, like it it would take a lot. So that that moment was was pretty sweet. Despite the fact that just because it went on so long, it was kind of funny. Where you know you could have almost believed that it was like, oh, and Lord Wentley over there, how fares your father's foot? (laughs) (laughs) It'd been like, oh, it is good, my lady. It's healing nicely. And the goats, the goats, they are well fed? He's like, yes, ma'am, they are well fed. Seize this man, yeah. <laughs> Seize this man. Well, with, with character development pretty rampant in this episode, I think one of the big themes was was morality. They took some time to set not just like the good and bad characters, but the really the, the righteously moral characters and the, the more chaotic characters. And I'm curious who you think falls on both sides of that coin. I, I think for sure they're setting John and Ned, and have been doing since the first episode to really fall on that. They are white knighting this whole thing. They are they are very lawful good to their to their core being. And I think Tyrion got a little bit of that in this episode as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, think it. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say I, I think uh, 
I think there was a ton, ton of development. And I think one of the things to add to that too, when we're talking about our, our best and worst, and I was really saying this episode really slowed down for me to kind of hit on all that character development and it was very expository. Um, and I think just thinking about all our worst moments, none of those moments were that bad, right? So, I mean, overall, no. it seems like it was a pretty good episode, despite the fact that it was just, you know, a lot of character development kind of really slowed down things. But I think it was, and, you know, we're dealing with such a high margin here. For me, it was the weakest episode so yeah, far. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, with regard to the morality thing, um, I think you could look at John. Right. So, you know, this is the conversation where, you know, he's a bastard. He's accepted that and he's talking to Sam and he's like, look, this is not a life I would give to another human being. I didn't have sex. You know, I've had the opportunity and they kind of like chuckle about boobies for a little bit, which is super cool. Um and then they're like, cool. <laughs> he's like, he's like, how are they? And, he, and she was like, oh, he's like, oh, they were super nice, but I didn't touch them. Didn't know where to put it because by touching them, I would impregnate her, which we'll get back to that later. So he's like, you know, he gets that, and um, he, he seems to understand his place. He seems to understand what that would have a chance for his child. So I think that's actually a really, I think that derives him. You know, we we, we know that he doesn't know who his mom is, how he is very sad and kind of burdened by that. Um, and you can contrast that sort of like behavior to, let's say, with uh, Joffrey, right? Who is sure. just an asshat across the board, right? He he acts with a name alone, right? He knows, look, I can get away with it all. Doesn't matter what you are. Doesn't matter who you say. I have my family. I have my mom, who's titty. I want to suckle every moment. Um, and then what he ends up doing is he plays off on that, you know, using kind of like that role to get away with everything that he wants. I mean, including getting a dog murdered, you son of a bitch. I mean, this is I mean, this is looking way ahead because I would actually say that as far as the morality thing goes, they've done a good job of setting up Cersei as a very chaotic character. I don't think Joffrey's there yet. We've got a couple glimpses of him going reverse to that where it's him and Sansa sharing this awkward glance where it's not evil. You can tell there's something up with them, especially with that conversation they had where he's like, oh, they're going to destroy my enemies and stuff. Like, it's there, but they've really they've held him to that restrained point, and I think they do until the end of the season right, right. when he really falls off the deep end. Right. Um, you yeah, can see ahead. that he's an evil kid, right? I mean, like, no one sure. enjoys cutting another person for the fun of it, right? I mean, there's there's exactly. just no... I like the point about John, and I didn't even realize this. John is one of those guys that I guess has that moral high ground while there's someone to hold him to it. Mm-hmm. So Tyrion was there to mm-hmm. do it at first, and then the second he leaves, Sam comes in to kind of keep him up above board. And then looking way forward, when we go beyond the wall, that's when John's story kind of starts to take weird turns. And so it is, he, he really is kind of that sponge for whatever's around. Right, right. Uh, which is interesting. What did you think about oh. Danny? So that's that's what I wanted to talk about as well. I, I wrote down Daenerys for this good morality, and then I put a question mark by it because by the end of the episode, are they really setting her up to be a moral character or just a character that like we place on the the right side of the of the battle? I mean, it's such a short turnaround right now, right? I mean, you have her sold to marriage, gets mm-hmm. pregnant through rape. Or lovemaking. It's kind of hard to tell right now. Yeah, no, I think I think I think the pregnancy happened through the lovemaking. Yeah, I'd like sure. To leave. Um, yeah. 
I mean, she's quick to accept her new position, and yeah. and you don't know why exactly, right? You know, is she just kind of a I'll just roll with the punches and keep a smile on my face? And what yeah. is what is her role in understanding? Like, what does she want? Right? Does mm-hmm. she really want the same thing her brother wants? Does she want a war? Does she want a, a throne? And I don't think you get those answers right now. And I think that that's kind of why her. St- and I think her story's a little slow right now on this episode specifically um so i I think uh in the next couple we'll we'll get a little bit more on that but right now she's kind of in the middle for me you don't know where she falls well we of course are half and half here half great hbo action and half delicious pastries so for thrones and scones as we move on hans has a maple pecan scone today where's it from uh this is from collectivo coffee again you gotta hit episode one if you missed the story of Collectivo Coffee. But uh, yes, so uh, Maple Pecan, what'd you think? It was pretty good. All right. If you guys want to hit up our social media, you can find us at Thrones and Scones, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They've all got the goods. You can keep up with us at thronesandscones.com. Get the episodes there. We will catch you for season one, episode five, uh, tomorrow for the final one of the week. You down with GOT? You know me. I told Jeremy about this already, um, part of the story at least. So the other day I had food poisoning, and I, I didn't know what it was It's not funny, I have no idea why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, man, for <laughs> tormenting my pain. I had a chicken sandwich for lunch, and then I had um, I made a bunch of mastacholi for dinner. But yeah. while I was making it, it's got like Italian pork sausage in it, and I licked my fingers as I was crumbling it in, like without thinking. And mm. so I was assuming that that caused it, but... Sure. I was like, it was like the worst night I've had in years. And I was like, I don't want to relive that. So maybe I'll throw out like this entire pan of mastacholi. And Jeremy, the medical professional is like, no, no, you're, you're good. You're going to microwave it. It's going to be fine. So yeah. I, I ate it for lunch the other day and quickly re-got food poisoning. Oh, no. <laughs> Thankfully, it was like the first time it was like the, the most constant, ridiculous stomach ache that feels like you have to either like crap your brains out or vomit, but nothing yeah. was happening. Yeah. And uh, it was it was the worst. I was up all night. Um, thankfully, round two was just just exclusively shitting my brains out. So okay, good. It, it, was, <laughs> good. it was beautiful almost in comparison. You know, yeah. I still <laughs> don't think we know the answer. So yeah. I haven't thrown it away yet. Yeah, so no, I, I would eat it again. I think you give it. I think you give it one more go. Maybe I just I take it all and I just dump it into like just, boiling water. <laughs> just just douse some emodium. Just sprinkle some emodium yeah. on it and then just. Just enjoy it. And we'll be fine. Just be so fine. speaking of food poisoning, this is very hilarious. This, uh, well, hilarious in a sense. Awful <laughs> in another sense. Uh, so this year, we've had not one, but two patients admitted to the hospital. And the chief complaint, or like the reason for being admitted, was uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so they ate... Hang on, my cat's crap. They ate, they ate Taco Bell. Uh, one of the patients got was he he ended up in the ICU <laughs> in, in the oh criti- in the which, critical care unit, which doesn't sound uh, unreasonable if you've had yeah, Taco we've Bell. Been. We've all been yeah. there. And then our other and he had he had all sorts of issues. I can't remember him, but the other guy who had Taco Bell basically had just like explosive diarrhea so bad got admitted to the hospital his diarrhea was so bad that he ended up seeding bacteria into his blood and got bacteremia and uh basically what the last thing he was there for a couple days we you know we treated him we were going to send him home on antibiotics and everything and then uh the last thing that the last thing that um (laughs) the last thing that the uh the id 
doctor, the infectious disease doctor, said to him, he just put his hand on him, he said, let's stay away from the Taco Bell, huh? <laughs> Which, I mean, kill me first. We got yeah. together, we yeah. got you a gift card. Enjoy the border.